Hello and welcome to Publishing Underdog. I am your host, author Latricia Holmes. Tune in every week to learn from my experiences as a first-time indie author. I will dive into the process of publishing my first books. We will cover marketing strategies, budgets, successes, and inevitable learning points. Let's start the show! Hello, one and all, and welcome back to The Publishing Underdog. This is episode two. I am your host, Latricia Holmes. Let's start off the show with our indie author shout out. This week, I am very excited to announce that our indie author shout out is Angeline Trevina. Angeline is a dystopian urban fantasy author. Her series, Memory Trader, follows the story of Kyoto. Born a memory trader, she has the ability to extract unwanted memories from people, carrying them herself until she can sell them on. It's a dangerous job and one that sees her pushed to the fringes of society. She stumbles across a memory that shows her that everything she knew about herself and her life was a lie, forcing her to face the past that she has been trying to forget. And before I go into the books, I just want to say that I have not yet read these books, but I went through her link and her Amazon. The book covers are absolutely stunning. Like, you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but the whoever did her book covers is absolutely phenomenal. They were eye-catching and beautiful. So book one, The Smudger, and book two, The Sister, are available on Amazon, iTunes, Nook, Kobo, and most ebook retailers. Book three, The Settling, is due out in November. Angeline also has a prequel novella that is available exclusively to her mailing list for free at www.angelinetravina.com. That's www.angelinetravina.com. Angeline Trevina is also the co-host of Great Western Wood Podcast with H.B. Lind. In the podcast, they cover all things world building, and as an indie author, I know I listen to it religiously. It is great and full of tricks and tips, marketing advice. It's really a catch-all. It's a great podcast to listen to, so I would check that out. You can check her out also on her website, as I mentioned above, and she is on Instagram at Angeline and the World. All right, so this week I had a lot going on in my personal life, which then in turn kind of ran into my writing life as well. A little bit about what's going on with me this week. Uh, Surprise, I got married. (laughs) Um, My husband, now I can call him my husband, and I had been engaged for four years. So it's not like it was a new surprise thing. Uh, Just got pushed off because of having babies, kids graduating, um, work, you know, everything that kind of got in the way. And he's the love of my life. So we just decided to make a date, went to the courthouse. We were surrounded by our children, our parents, our siblings, very small, intimate venue, but it was very sweet. So that is what happened to me. That was a little stressful in and of itself, kind of bled into a lot of my productivity for the week. But I am married. So now my pen name, Latricia Holmes, it's not so far-fetched because that is now my last name. Uh, What else has been going on? So dog life. Many of you know that I have two rescue dogs, Rocco and Nina. That's kind of a paid homage to the title of my podcast because everybody has an underdog. We like to root for those underdogs. 
We started kennel training this last week because they're just chewing up everything. And they're not quite potty trained yet because they have lived their entire lives, you know, in kennels where they just go whenever they want. So, you know, they go outside, but if they have to go inside, they'll just go. So we're trying to work on that. And so at nighttime when we were gone, we wanted to kennel them. It's been very successful for our little dog, Nina, who's only about six months old. She loves it in there. It's very calming for her. That is working great. Our, our dog, Rocco, our tripod, he's about four years old. And we've realized that he has severe anxiety that we didn't quite catch on to before. He literally escaped the kennel. And then this last time he really hurt his nose trying to get out. He absolutely destroyed the metal kennel and, you know, the hole in the wall to open the door, which was fun to come home to. So more drywall is coming up on our already being remodeled house. But that's, that is what it is. We're going to have to figure out something to keep him safe. Uh, and then today we, he wasn't in the kennel, just in the house. And he uh, chewed a bunch of drywall by the front door. So we're going to have to figure out what to do with him that makes it safe for him and that my house is still standing when we get done with it. And and if uh, life wasn't any more complicated or as it is, my oldest who suffers from ADHD has had a very challenging, well, years in school, but this year has been very hard. And there's been quite a bit of dynamic changes for him that are scary. We do see a counselor, we do see, you know, cognitive therapy and and all that stuff for him. But uh, we've decided that our tenure at his school now is coming to a close. Uh, It's affecting him just all the way around and it's not a safe and fun environment for him anymore. So we are actually looking into switching schools for Logan. It's a much bigger school where they have counselors on hand throughout the entire school day, which they don't have now. Uh, Find the right teacher fit for him. He's going to be continuing with his cognitive therapy and we just need him to be successful in school. He is an extremely intelligent child which sometimes makes his ADHD worse. He scored 95 percentile of his IQ for his age, according to his therapist, which is awesome. You know, you you always want to hear that your kid's really, really smart. But when you have ADHD and you already have attention span problems and now you're in school learning stuff you already know, you know, it, it makes it worse. And kids are not as understanding when you're this young that, hey, some of the stuff he's doing, he doesn't mean to do. He's not trying to, you know, push your buttons. He's not trying to do this. He just doesn't know any better. Just needs a little more help or when he gets really emotional, which is what happens sometimes, you know, kids don't understand. So it's been pretty hard, but that is the avenue we are going right now. All right. So because of all those things that were going on in my life this week, the newness of my book uh, is not progressed is where I want it to be. So my book one of The Demon Origins, I started a new chapter that I did do at least because as I started going through, I had plot holes. If you ever read Save the Cat, uh, the novel edition, it says in the genre I'm in where there's powers, there's fantasy, superpowers, stuff like that, there needs to be kind of a rule. Everyone has a rule and I didn't have those really clearly defined and I didn't have the why on how some things work. So I started a new chapter, which I hope is going to cover most of that. And so I have written, so I'm on chapter four right now, just starting 
adding a whole new chapter. And I've built in about 3,600 additional words. And that's after taking words out and then adding more. I have a set word count in mind and I'm not quite there yet. And I know most people, they write a whole bunch and then they take a whole bunch out. For me, I think especially because I was a pantser, I have to add some, but I do have a a target word count. I want them to be short and sweet. It is still in that young adult. So I want the attention span to be there the whole time. And there's going to be three of them. So I figure they're short and sweet, you know, anywhere between 50 and 60,000 words. And but you're going to have three of them. So you should be able to burn through them. And that's that's what my main goal is. Plus, if you look at the marketing side, that is less money in editing. And I'm doing full edits because it's my very first novel. I am not yet savvy. I have so, so, so much to learn. So I am doing a whole developmental edit uh, and then proofreading and whatever my editor needs to do. I am in the process of looking at editors. My Instagram feed, it seems like I've gotten a lot of editors, which is really cool. So I need to start querying them and looking into them and see if they're a good fit for me. I do fantasy, uh, young adult. So I kind of want someone who's familiar with that genre, make sure I got the tropes right, make sure my message is coming across, make sure it's some of the stuff in my books, not like borderline because I I don't go into graphic stuff, but there's some, you know, maybe adult situations that I want to make sure that maybe I don't have to reclassify my book or if I could word something different, but there's nothing graphic. So I think I'll be okay. But my editor is going to be able to tell me so, so much more. Uh, My beta readers are getting antsy. (laughs) I had my main beta reader, Ben, come up to me. He's like, are you ever going to let me read this book? You know, and I've had my mom read it. I've had my husband read the first chapter, not the whole book, just the first chapter. Say, hey, you know, does this catch your attention? And do you want to keep reading stuff like that? My husband just said, yeah, it's great because that's what husbands do, right? He's my support always. My mom is blunt and she will give me her absolute unfiltered opinion, which is awesome. I love that about her as a writer. That's like, oh gosh, no. But she gave me some awesome, awesome ideas. I got to see what the reader was thinking. You know, I I know what I want to convey, but I got to see what she was thinking too. And so she's given me invaluable things to think on, which I've been trying to implement some of her opinions throughout my new edit, my my personal edit. But anyway, so Ben's like, hey, are you going to let me read this book anytime soon? And I was like, yes. Uh, As soon as I feel like I'm in an okay spot, I know it's not gonna be perfect, but it needs to be okay. But man, I just realized I am terrified of him reading it. And it's a make-believe story. Like, how how am I so nervous about him just reading something I made up, you know? But it, it's, um, it's incredible how absolutely nerve-wracking it is. And I need to get over that. And he is an awesome person. He's gonna give me feedback gently. I know he's not gonna say, this sucks, blah, blah, blah. He's gonna be very constructive in his criticisms and it's going to help me. And then I know whatever he gives me back and I fix and I give to my editor, every single step is going to be an improvement and I'm going to be happy at the end. Even if I'm not happy right this minute, I'm going to be happy at the end. It is a process. It goes from just a bunch of words on the you know, paper, moving forward, starts to come together, make full circle. I know it's going to get there. 
That's what my brain says, but my heart says, oh, please don't let anyone read it. That's what's been going on with my book. Not much. I am hoping, praying that I get some dedicated time to just sit down and knock this out and get it to my beta readers minimum. All right, so in the future, uh, talk a little bit about marketing. My marketing strategy is pretty much I need to get myself out there before I get my book out there, you know, because I'm such an introverted person. It's not like I know gobs and gobs of people and I'm brand new. I'm not in the writing community. I don't know, you know, so I'm trying to start from the bottom. And so, you know, Instagram is where I'm at the most. I've, I think, grown my biggest audience on Instagram uh, is where I'm organically at most of the time. Uh, I found it that it's much more constructive. It's much more uplifting. You know, I feel good about myself with my Instagram and my feed than I do any other social media. So I am on there a lot. Uh, If you're just listening to the podcast, I do have a YouTube channel out now where me visually recording me recording the podcast, it's going to be a lot more raw, uncut, you know, I'm going to edit the podcast and take out the 50 million ums. And the part where my kids broke in the door, my dogs are running down the hallway and edit that out. So it's much more listener friendly, but the YouTube, it is me. It is raw. My kids will be in it. When I go to conferences, I'm going to hopefully be recording a whole bunch on my YouTube channel to put in there. Also, I'm hoping that when I go to conferences, I can be doing some interviews too, that, you know, I get up the courage to say, Hey, you want to be on my podcast? What else am I doing? I am also on Facebook, but Uh, to be completely honest, my Instagram and my Facebook are connected. So a lot of times it's the same stuff. It just kind of feeds that way. But if you're not on Instagram, you are on Facebook. I'm also on Facebook, Latricia Holmes. Everything is Latricia Holmes. My website is www.latriciaholmes.com. And if you don't have another podcasting avenue, if you don't listen to it, you know, on Spotify or Apple, something like that, it's directly on to my website as well. So if you just click onto my website, there's a tab for podcasts and you can listen to my podcasts right from my website. Or you can tell other people too. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for today. It's going to be a little longer than last week, but that is quite all right. And I look forward to talking with you next week and hopefully I'll have a lot more progress on my book. But if I don't, hey, that's life, right? That's what, what it goes So I hope you guys have a great week this week. Get lots of writing done. I hope to get lots of writing done and I will see you next week. Goodbye. 